I think Oklahoma's pretty okay. I'm I'm sure you've I'm sure you've never heard that one before. <laughs> Welcome to Double Issue. I'm one of your hosts, Quentin, and there's also another host, Daniel. And today we have a guest on. Hello, I'm Ian. Hello, Ian. It's good to have you on today. It's good to be here. Good. And where are you from? Uh, physically, I'm from St. Paul, Minnesota. Um, everything else, I'm from the internet. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that makes it a lot easier for us to record when you're from the internet. Indeed, indeed. Just pop right in here into the recording studio. We are a podcast where we write stories set in a superhero universe, and we also build up that world in between those episodes. And this week, we're building up that world. I believe he brought a little bit of a starting idea for us to expand on and stitch into our universe here. Yeah, so this is uh, an idea that a friend of mine and I came up with back in college uh, when Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was in its first season and we wanted to, you know, just come up with a silly, like, fan fiction version of it. Uh, And so we called our group Swords, being the, you know, antithesis of a S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, which stands for Special World Organization for Resisting Dominating Superhumans. Uh, and we envisioned them as a group of just regular, regular humans who uh, did not like the idea of all of this superhero crap going on in their world. And um, and so they they do everything that they can to to prevent that. But um, they're they're not very good at their jobs because <laughs> like they can't compete. You know, they're just regular humans. <laughs> and so so, yeah, we uh, we had them talking to each other on like an Internet forum uh, that is super duper secure of course you know nobody who isn't part of the group can get into it um and different people in the group would have different roles you know where maybe one person was uh gathering information and then you know cataloging as much of that as they could and and uh and telling everybody else about it and then um you know then then they would decide you know what kinds of missions to go on and um how how best to use their resources uh what few resources they have cuz Oh, maybe they could have like a Patreon or something for <laughs> for raising money. Yeah. That would be very relevant to 2018. Yeah. Do they run their own podcast each week? Do sure. Commercials yeah. for MeUndies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. T- telling people to boycott brands that uh, support, you know, superheroes. Remember, if you hate <laughs> if you hate superheroes as much as we do, support us on Patreon. <laughs> Oh, what kind of reward tiers would that Patreon have? Well, there's got to be like a 10 or $25 reward. Like when we get on the news, we thank you out. Thank you and a shout out. <laughs> yep. They're getting arrested and they're screaming like, thank you, Jessica. Thank you, <laughs> Louise. We'll, we'll, we'll spray paint your name on uh, on any crime scenes that we are involved in. <laughs> so are they kind of like, this seems a bit harsh, but like a, a terrorist organization? Yeah, so in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. itself, later on, they they introduced the Watchdogs group, which is, you know, like a, 
essentially it's paralleling like white supremacists in America mm. today. Uh, but in the, in the context of the show, you know, they're, they're anti um, inhumans. And I, I mean, ours was much more lighthearted than that, but it, <laughs> it could veer into that territory for sure. Yeah. So we're kind of creating a, an inept villain group. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I guess we've kind of got their purposes. Well, maybe flesh out the purpose a bit like they're anti-hero but what does that entail action wise are they trying to just get rid of the heroes or like we need more accountability on them or hmm i guess since they since they're definitely not operating like cooperatively with the government i can't imagine them trying to do something along the lines of like yeah making making a a central database to keep track of you know because that's what shield does um Oh, what if they have like a a wiki thing that everyone can add? Like, I've <laughs> I've seen this superhero operating in this city. Here's what we know about them, and they have kind of like anyone can kind of join who's just kind of anti-hero and fantastic. They can update the information, kind of like stalk these people. Like, hey, I, I'm gonna dox this person's secret identity. <laughs> I love it because that also like continues the trend of the the theme of like mashing contemporary internet culture with the superhero, you know, stuff. Yeah. (laughs) It's less of like the specific people in the group and kind of a network of nebulous. Yeah. (laughs) And and I mean, we can get into like specific people as well, you know? Yeah. They Um, definitely have like higher ups or something. That's the the face of the organization. I mean, somebody has got to pay for the hosting and, you know, build the, the, (laughs) forum infrastructure and everything right they have a, a wix.com account. <laughs> oh man as a teacher i uh, i run into those far too often <laughs> there's one thing we haven't hit on too much we just kind of mentioned it in passing but there is a like a superhero department that kind of licenses them and sets them up with a team and training mm-hmm. so we have some background there wonder how that meshes together. I feel like this group would not get along well with that group. Maybe they organize protests or something. <laughs> so maybe there's like they they feel this this information should be public the the superhero mm. registration type stuff. There you go. Like we don't like that the government is keeping this data away from us, so that's part of their incentive to keep their own database. Information wants to be free. <laughs> Linus Torvalds is part of this group. <laughs> <laughs> So besides like ad hoc registration <laughs> sites, like uh, do you think they like try to sabotage heroes and groups and stuff? Or yeah, and I mean obviously they wouldn't be going after just heroes; they would be going after villains as well. Okay, yeah, a- yeah, yeah. Anything super, yeah, is just like genetic abominations. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and magic. I so guess. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess. I mean, how? Because when we were first coming up with this idea, we were coming at it from the context of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, mm-hmm. where, like, it was an, it was our normal universe, and then suddenly, like, superhero stuff started happening. Yeah. Does that feature in your universe as well, or have superheroes always been around? It's been more like a typical Marvel DC universe in that they've kind of been popping up since World War II type era. Okay, okay. But this could be like we feel like a growing unease with them as more and more mm-hmm. come about. 
nostalgia for a better time before yeah, yeah. before superheroes. They were always there, but we liked it when there weren't as many and they oh, hid from us. They're oh man, they're they're like their mastermind could be this like cranky old dude in a rocking chair, you know, who's just remembering <laughs> the time before the war. <laughs> so we determined that they're not like super well funded. Probably not. <laughs> So so what do they like I wonder what they try to do like doxing someone's secret identity is obviously could be pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Actually they could kind of like target heroes with villain information <laughs> or giving the information to villains basically. Mm. <laughs> Are they like trying to pit villains and heroes against each other trying to knock each other out since they can't really do a whole lot themselves? What yeah, what if there are like multiple factions within this group who prefer different mm. types of strategies, right? Maybe there's one group of people who, you know, like like to give that information strategically to the villains, but then like others are like, no, 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 no. That's just creating more more, you know, more hurt because then, you know, the fighting yeah. happens and that's what we're trying to stop so could have some interesting uh dynamics that way uh extreme faction in the extreme faction yeah yeah so obviously a big part would be if we could find out their weaknesses mm-hmm. <laughs> that's an easy way to take someone down i'm just imagining like a lot of i'm in the library looking through old newspapers for all these superhero battles trying to find like the oh it seems like she didn't like it when water was splashed up <laughs> they spend yeah they spend long hours going through uh uh you know micro microfilm <laughs> archives watching slowed down youtube videos over and over again <laughs> <laughs> oh man conspiracy theory youtube videos yes that is definitely <laughs> that is definitely what this group gets into yep you can see here that this person is actually clark kent all along look at the faces these faces <laughs> are the same face I can't imagine that like a coordinated like Twitter campaign would do much uh, to bring down a superhero. Yeah, well, we do have like teen heroes, and so I could see harassment campaigns being like pretty horrible for them. That could be like bad on PR side. They just like are trying to get a rise out of heroes and use that mm-hmm. as ammunition for look at your heroes now. And then the then the heroes have to um, account for that by just hiring somebody to run their social media accounts <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i could see our superman equivalent just not having that at all and being totally fine with going and busting some heads i wonder if this group sees some conspiracy that connects all the heroes like all the heroes are their own things oh. but they believe there's some organization running the whole thing if we're going right down so like a like a road emperor palpatine angle where he's behind both sides of the war i i didn't mean like actually but they believe there is yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. that just makes me really want a conspiracy theorist on in uh, the prequels he's got like a sign outside <laughs> the senate yelling like palpatine's behind both <laughs> <laughs> open your eyes sheeple <laughs> an actual sheeple kind of grunts at him <laughs> no you, get the, you get the idea <laughs> do they have a name for this organization they think they're against i mean if 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 this kind of conspiracy were coming up uh in our contemporary world it would definitely be the illuminati oh yeah the the new world order yeah Ooh, what if their symbol is like 
the, it's a sword, but it's piercing through the eye of the the pyramid of the Illuminati. Oh, like we're trying to kill this thing. I mean, whenever I think about things piercing through eyes, I just you know I start blinking a lot because <laughs> ah, that hurts to think about. <laughs> so come rolling all the yeah, way back yeah. to swords. <laughs> Um, we had some ideas for like really like stupid lessons that you could take away from these from from, you know, stories involving this group, like like realizing that we are the monsters all along <laughs> or like war, war never changes. Really, you know, like yeah. cliched stuff like that, <laughs> like from a comic standpoint, would they have their own series where you relate with them or are they just uh, an entity that other people encounter? Hmm. I feel like especially initially when they're introduced to the world, they would be something that just kind of pops in and pops out, mm -hmm. you know, when you need them from a writing standpoint. Yeah. Um, but I think I feel like that that applies to almost everything that's in the comic book worlds, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I could really see it. I mean, at least a mini arc, they do like a short run with mm -hmm. a hero or with a team. I just wonder, are we making them sympathetic for some things or are they just bad dudes? what if there was a team like a ground team that discovers a larger plot like a team a, a team from this group yeah okay so maybe they they kind of decide like you know we need to put aside differences just to get over this next section mm. or we need to mm -hmm. go expose this big plot before we get back to our regular protest right mm. and then through the over the course of like having to work together with some people with super superpowers for that brief duration, they realize, oh, they're not so bad. <laughs> this might actually be a good spot. I introduced an element to the universe pretty early on called Hyperion seeds. Mm, yeah, and they're just like little pills that give you superpowers for an hour. Mm. And so that seems like a perfect thing for them to try to track down and get rid of. Oh, yeah. That can be the one where they have to work with heroes that are also actually trying to stop, stop this drug. And they uh, they take the same stance towards Hyperion Seeds as, like, um, the Bureau of Balance in the Adventure Zone takes towards uh, all these magical artifacts that they're trying to destroy. Yeah. And there's got to be a part where someone from the organization has to use one. Of course. Of course. <laughs> So do we want to, like, flesh out some characters that would be in that? Sure. So far for characters, we've got Cranky Old Man that runs the organization. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, I mean, we've got to have, like, a sysadmin as well, since they're, you know, an internet-based an internet -based, uh, community. Yeah. When we, were, when we were coming up with ideas for this, uh, we envisioned that guy as, like, a 17-year-old like a high school dropout, uh, and... For physical description here, I literally just have a screenshot from the movie The Core of <laughs> uh, of Mouse. <laughs> and then uh, the other thing that I have that that I'm amused by about him was that he's he's the type of person who like if he ever gets in a fight, he like headbutts the other person because he thinks that that's what you're supposed to do in a fight. <laughs> Go for the hit. And then he just end up you know hurting himself, of course. So this is like their their dispatch type person. Sure, yeah. Relays them some information of someone just posted this while they're out on the field. Someone's tweeting pictures of Boulder Shark right now. <laughs> and they've got location enabled. <laughs> oh yeah, he could Oh man, yeah, he's he's the one who like will go to any lengths to figure out, you know, just based on a single like camera angle, you know, where <laughs> where is this? Where was this taken? <laughs> 
based on the angle of the sun and the shadows in this photo, we yeah. can determine roughly in what hemisphere. I cross cross referenced it with the timestamp, <laughs> which means that <laughs> we've got the person on the team that was like their family died from a hero battle or something. Mm. Of course, the 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 guy with a vengeance. It would be really nice. To have that be the we had an event where the amazing Richard turned a town into like ducks. It was just kind of a silly event, but you know you hear the sad piano music playing in the background, and they're looking off into the distance, and then you just hear quacking. So one of so one of our characters here is carrying a duck around with them twenty four seven because that's one of their relatives. <laughs> that or just still haunts them to this day. Yeah, whenever they hear <laughs> they ducks, hear a they quack uh, have and flashbacks. They just, a single tear. <laughs> They have a quack back. <laughs> <laughs> Going to the park is just awful for them. Yeah. Those are the kinds of jokes that like other people on the forum could make behind their back. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably too far to have his last name be like Duckworth. And like, what's oh. a Duckworth? Everything. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> a dead family by way of ducks. We've got to have like the hotshot new member to the team. Who's trying to prove themselves? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Could this be the person that like they're just too young to like really know how dumb their stuff is? <laughs> like they've just been inoculated by the internet stuff for years. Oh yeah. Well, and they would also definitely be too young to remember a world without superheroes. Yeah. You know, and so then yeah, you get into like interesting differences in perspective. You know, kind of similar to what we have today with like all these high schoolers who I'm teaching, you know, they've, they've had mobile devices in their lives for mm, as long yeah. as they can remember. And I'm like, man, I remember dial up, you guys. That was <laughs> rough. Yeah. I don't know how exactly that would come into play uh, in our superhero context. <laughs> well, what if it's like partly out of jealousy of like seeing like this imbalance between some people are just chosen mm. to be better than everyone else and that's like that's not fair yeah why do you have the right and so it's just been like years of built up anger of like that's really it's really messed up why why should you guys rule the world basically it's a lot of teenage angst anger <laughs> yeah but that man that kind of thing would like wear down on you if if you know you you knew that you were never going to amount to anything as awesome as that. Yeah. Swords just wants to bring back the American dream. <laughs> Make America not meta again. Oh, man. <laughs> Make America generic again. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they um, they really frown on, like, it's a, it's a so social faux pas for people in the forum to say things like, I'm super excited. <laughs> like, super, you, you said the S word. <laughs> that is really good. Is there room for someone that like tried being a hero on the team? That would probably be their like deep dark secret that they don't share with anybody else in the group. Yeah. I can see the hotshot kid trying Hyperion seeds once. Like it's just one time. I just wanted to see. Well, yeah, I was wondering if maybe they're the one that tries them once they get their hands on some. Yeah, I think you would have to choose one or the other. Mm-hmm. Either either they tried them before or they're going to try them 
during a story arc because you want that you want that to be really impactful that that decision to have to use the hyperion seeds i like the idea of it being during the arc because i feel like that feels like a bigger on-screen moment than Mm -hmm. than i mean you could have like two different characters one who tried hyperion seeds in the past and like you know hasn't hasn't told anybody else in the group somebody else in the group who who uh has to make the decision whether or not to use Hyperion seeds and like <laughs> gets emotional at lakes and farms. <laughs> I had to make sure I put that note in. <laughs> when I wrote Grizzled Veteran as the hero arc or the character archetype, I mean maybe he could have been in a war or something because we haven't even really touched on how how war would be affected by super powered individuals. In our recent history, we did have the the synthetic uprising. Yeah. So he could be he could just be like a beat cop who survived the uh, the singularity. There we go. Yeah. Because that still gives him the the training and the background, but it sets it a little closer to our history. I mean, we can also separate that from the guy that his family got ducked. <laughs> just make a new character. Yeah. Because I think. Family got ducked is it's pretty it's, good. I don't think he needs more motivation than that. Yeah, and if you and if you start layering other stuff onto that same character, then um, I feel like it cheapens everything else that you associate with that character mm-hmm. because like ducks. Yeah, you know, the- <laughs> it he's he's the the silly one. I could see him being played by Paul Rudd. It's played seriously, but we're like, but it it's a little funny though. Even you, the person whose family got ducked. You have to admit. I mean, it's like Batman, but his parents died in a bouncy castle accident. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what well, you still have to kind of address that's a little funny. And he's not afraid of the uh, the cave under his mansion. He's afraid of the duck pond that's out on the yard. <laughs> why, don't, why don't you move or have that, like, filled in or something? <laughs> I, like, I like to keep it close to my heart. <laughs> it's a reminder. They'll know. They'll follow me. So we've got our sysadmin, our our duck man, our newbie person trying, hotshot newbie trying to prove themselves. We got a beat cop that served during the AI uprising. Did we want that person that tried to be a hero? Because we still got that on the list. Oh yeah. Because I wonder if they like tried to compete on the realm of like I'll get some gadgets and I can fight some crime around my neighborhood, and then maybe they're becoming a hero to try to stop like robberies and whatever try to keep their their town safe they basically summoned a super villain to fight him or fight them like on purpose not on purpose just them being there and cleaning up the city of crime Uh, a person Mm -hmm. with actually with powers was like i will come oppose you and beat them handily i like that just moving that down to the beat cop character uh, it could be a its own thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, th- what about the um, like the cranky old man that runs the organization? Uh, I feel like that could go one of two directions. Either everybody really likes them, you know, mm-hmm. like like uh, Professor X kind of thing, you know, uh, <laughs> or nobody likes them because they're just obnoxious, like a Professor X type thing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in a different era. <laughs> I just got it. What if they're a radio talk show host? 
So it's kind of like Alex Jones. So like some people, you know, think he's great. And then other people just, but why? <laughs> just everything that they say is really divisive. Yeah. <laughs> just ranting about them. The superhero menace. I mean, there's probably plenty of fodder with enough superheroes. There's enough people not always doing the right thing. Right. Mistakes are made. Yeah. And even then, there's also just villains. Yeah, and I feel like no, no matter how obnoxious and, you know, like like the mainstream would view the, the this person's statements as, like, utterly ridiculous. Yeah. But there's going to be enough people in the world who, like, you know, it jives with them that they'll join. Yeah. Just love this Professor X, but a radio show host. (laughs) (laughs) Sending his thoughts out to everyone. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, what if he is very much like Professor X and just has a power that's not visible? That's his, like, big dark secret. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. He got so good at interviewing people because he could literally read their mind a little bit to see what they <laughs> want to talk about. Like subtle enough that even he doesn't really know or he knows. Either that or subtle enough that no one else knows. Or he's just good enough at hiding it that nobody else knows. Yeah. yeah. Man, that would be really, really hard. Like knowing what other people are thinking and then trying not to let on. I don't think I could handle that. <laughs> <laughs> when I was just thinking if he could actually read people's minds, maybe there's moments where he's like, he hears what they're thinking. He's like, ah, oh, I just learned about this new conspiracy theory. But really, they're just like thinking about a movie or something. <laughs> so he's like more off his rocker than would be otherwise from it. Yeah, because he doesn't get out to the movie theaters very much anymore. So he's not he's not in touch with the youths of today. Oh, man. Other people like are just like thinking about a funny meme. And he like he just does not understand. Maybe he thinks that like... um you know, some of these cat videos are, are like a, a duck situation, you know, like all oh, these used to be people and we're really, you know, we're getting worked up about we've lost all these all these family members to the cats. This team, I think we've got five now of vague shape, and that seems like a good amount. Were they assembled by old man to do this mission or did they kind of like organize themselves and take it upon themselves to stop this Hyperion threat? Hmm. I mean, they probably met up on the forum itself. Well, yeah, yeah. But I just mean, like, for this specific mission, was it even more X-Men type of, I'm assembling a team. You, Duckman. You. <laughs> That's never not going to be funny. <laughs> it, well, it's never funny to Duckman. <laughs> yeah, it could be that, like, they all kind of found each other just through their shared interest in Professor X's radio show. Mm, yeah. And in that case, maybe he's not even directly a part of the group. Oh, yeah. He just supports them and maybe sends them a little something to help them go in. He's, he talks about these kids are doing wonderful work. Yeah, yeah. Very fine, very fine people. Well, then, then them finding out about possible powers could be a big moment near the end. Yeah, yeah. Because then is it, can we even trust what he's saying? Can we believe anyone that suggests things to us? Oh, maybe they they find out inadvertently through this, and they confront him, and then he uses mind powers to, like, start controlling them, and that's when the hotshot newbie decides they have to take a Hyperion seat oh, to defeat them. I like that because it kind of it it it's a situation that like grows out of itself. Yeah. So we wanted like this is their their big series. Like otherwise, they're just kind of a loose loose organization which can occasionally oppose heroes 
Mm-hmm. But this is the this is the group we get to know. I feel like if they're trying to expose the Illuminati, then they're going to go out, end up going on a lot of like wild goose chases. Mm. You know, hunt like like investigating stuff that ends up not being anything at all, which you know, that that could provide a lot of good variety of like the kinds of things that they that they end up getting into. Mm, yeah. Cuz if you're not limiting yourself to them actually dealing with real problems, then, you know, you could introduce just about anything for this group to 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 do. So a typical arc might be them responding to someone's cry for help in the forums and investigating a particular hero and seeing how they're connected to this large conspiracy that they've mm-hmm. got corkboarded up all the strings. <laughs> but it's not a corkboard, it's a wiki, and it's not strings, it's hyperlinks. Uh, yeah. Come on. <laughs> I'm sorry, the, the cranky old man is the one that's still got the corkboard. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he, like, points at it wildly during his uh, live broadcasts. Yeah. <laughs> Audio-friendly content, <laughs> indeed. Just look at this here. <laughs> he's been a, yeah, he's been a radio host for many decades, but he still doesn't understand like <laughs> that people can't see what he's pointing at so is like their their own series just them trying to find these links and maybe they find some but they never like amount to anything and they slowly become disillusioned <laughs> <laughs> i could see some like single issue stories where they're like we've gone to this old library in upstate new york and supposedly there's a secret passage that you can open by solving these puzzles and it's like the whole issue is them trying to solve the puzzles while also like talking about other mysteries at the end they're like i give up and just leave and then like a librarian comes over and pushes a couple glyphs and goes into a secret bookcase (laughs) like they're always just like a step behind presenting them with a like a bunch of uh national treasure style mysteries (laughs) (laughs) but they're not they don't quite have the background to solve it so they're just like right oh this is unsolvable (laughs) so what if there is, like, not a massive conspiracy, but something they uncover that's actually there? Mm-hmm. I mean, I I can come up with a few smaller ones, but perhaps there is a, actually a hero and a villain that are working together for a more theatrical rivalry between the two. Like, they're just okay. PR boosting each other. <laughs> and they're actually just friends that stage these battles so that the the hero can get endorsements and they split the profits. <laughs> I'm glad that you already thought through what the monetization model is of that. <laughs> He's also got a Patreon. Like, support me on Patreon, and I can keep doing this hero thing. I keep the city safe from evil Quasar. And that's like, that's Sword's big break, right? Yeah. Is they're like, oh my gosh, it's real. <laughs> but then it turns out like the hero was also like the hero was doing that on the side, but they were also fighting real villains. And now with the mm-hmm. hero taken away and disgraced the the city gets attacked yeah I, f- I think it's a core part of this group that like everything that they do doesn't really work out the way that yeah. they wanted it to you know there's there's always like secondary consequences that they didn't uh take into account yeah to get back to this arc where they like take hyperion seeds off the streets do you think they mm-hmm. actually succeed yeah. with that like they track it like this is their their like one that they like fully succeed at. I could see that, sure. or at least track where it's coming from. Yeah, like they like actually track the the drugs all the way to like the source and find out how these seeds are getting made. We haven't really touched on the seeds a whole lot 
in the thing other than you take one and then it makes you throw up an hour later <laughs> and you lose the powers. That feels like something out of Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it gives you just like general, like strong, advanced healing type type stuff. I had it in the story mm-hmm. where he got shot and it didn't hurt and it healed, but it healed over the bullet. The bullet was still inside. Oh. So when the powers wore off, he was like, oh, oh I'm dying. But it's not like super smart healing. It couldn't reject the bullet fully. Right. And at that point, it just turns into internal bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> womp womp. <laughs> but I also didn't know what happens if you don't throw it up. Like if there's some sort of like limit, like whatever this is that's giving you the power, if you don't, if you don't throw it up, does it like fuse to you in some terrible way? Does it like start? It like consumes you from yeah, the inside like or something. Your, like life force and just eating your mass. Like I, I didn't really get into that, but there's got to be some reason for the one hour limit, I would think. I thought through some some different ideas myself because I was thinking about doing a story here in the next couple of weeks about it. And one thing I had. I was like, well, maybe somehow vampires are involved with it. Like, maybe they suck out the powers and put it on the seed. Oh. But then I had another idea that we have a, like a human or a humanoid plant race, and maybe they create these actual seeds somehow that you can put powers on. Mm-hmm. But maybe after an hour, like, you sprout, like, it starts actually growing inside you. Oh, another one of these plants starts growing? Yeah. So it's just a couple ideas I like kind of threw against the wall to think about. I just had an interesting thought. What if it's not the same powers for everyone? Oh, yeah, it's based on who yeah. takes it. Like it's like consistent that. for whoever takes it, but it's like doing something with your DNA or something to mm-hmm. it uses that to randomize the power. The wand chooses the wizard. <laughs> I had the idea too that maybe there's different flavors of the seeds and so you could sort of choose which like kind of powers you get but i like the idea that it affects everyone differently yeah <laughs> why did i get eye vision like heat vision seed <laughs> this is the worst just have an hour if it's melting things in front of you <laughs> if it's based on um each person then you could you could tie it into like their personality in interesting mm, ways yeah yeah that would be a plus of that on the on the other side i'd do you like the the tree thing? Like the, these weird tree creatures that I guess some people have just imprisoned or something? Or maybe that's like their side hustle, yeah. right? They, they produce these seeds and sell them uh, to make a buck. Turns out humans react really weird to our seeds. What if if you don't throw it up, it like takes root and starts like growing? Yeah. So what your what your mom always told you about like <laughs> don't swallow the watermelon yeah. seeds whole. It's true. It'd be like that. And then <laughs> the watermelon just bursts out of you. So they keep finding like people in their apartments with like a plant growing out of them. That that seems really cool of like the image of like a bed with a body and then a a tree just sprouted out of the bed. Now these these tree people who produce these seeds are they ambulatory or are they fixed position oh they can move around okay the one we've got in the story is like a teenager and goes to school and does teenager stuff yeah is angsty (laughs) yeah so so then the the trees that would grow out of a person if they refuse to throw up the uh seed would those also be like fully fledged 
people trees who could move around. I kind of wonder if they aren't like they're not they're like half fertilized or something. Mm. So they're not like a full tree being or it's a tree from their world, but it's not necessarily the same plant. Yeah, because it would have been it would have gained its nutrients from the person who it like sprouted inside. Yeah, there's so. like some necessary component missing. Mm-hmm. So that could be another interesting uh, like event is all these tree people kind of dropping off the vine and attacking the world. I mean, I am also not opposed to once the tree is fully formed, it awakens or whatever these tree people do. How horrifying would that be to just like wake up and realize that like, oh, I killed a person before <laughs> I became conscious. Oops. Yeah. So the police keep gathering these tree corpses up and moving <laughs> them to a secure place to study them. And they don't realize that that means they're going to start fertilizing or like um, pollinating each other. <laughs> because they've forgotten basic biology, apparently. <laughs> yeah, like this is just another, you know, crazy science fiction thing that happens every week in this town. And they kind of forgot about it. So then you have this police lockup that has all these tree people growing in it. I think I like it better if after thinking about it, they just don't become tree people. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I still like the horrifying imagery of tree dead body yeah thing <laughs> it just reminds me that there was a i forget the comic book but there was a manga i read where there was it's just about like a detective solving weird serial killer crimes and one was the guy was planting people in his garden so they were like still alive but they had this tree sprouting out of them hmm. it was really weird gardeners you can't trust <laughs> them they're too shifty <laughs> so if it's not like growing tree people is it just like an accident like whoever's setting these out didn't know it would do this or well i think they know whoever's doing it or like making the seeds they know what will happen if you don't throw up the seed but they're not you know they're not fda approved so they don't have to put that on the label yeah. so i don't know <laughs> so maybe they put like a coating on it yeah yeah they they put a coating that like once the initial stuff wears off you throw oh. it up but I wonder oh. if some people might be re-digesting the seed after <laughs> they throw it up because they, they ran out. Or there can also be... Or if you're or if you're somebody who can, like, suppress your gag reflex or oh, something. Yeah, yeah. And also there's, like, the, the element there could be someone that's sabotaging the supply. Mm. So then it doesn't have that coating that makes you throw yeah. it up. And that could be why there's a rash of new ones all coming up at once. I could see people cleaning the seeds off after they vomit them up and like washing them off like i I don't have money to buy more so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna reuse this one they'll be fine yeah that definitely happens people that 10 second rule people that really need the the powers back so the saboteur or something do you think they're like in the organization and that can be kind of how like i don't know what their motivation is but or is it just somebody who's like um Trying to save costs, cut some corners, you know. I developed this new formula. Whoops. (laughs) Do we think it's the tree people, like, kind of monetizing themselves, or... I mean, that's what I would do if I had that (laughs) built into my body. Okay. So, like, they're they're like a a tree mafia. Uh, Seed cartel. Seed cartel. Yes. (laughs) You might say they're seedy. (laughs) You might. Their their CD bar is literally <laughs> called CD bar. <laughs> that just gave me an idea for one of the teen superhero story arcs. Maybe everybody's kind of beaten up, 
and the tree guy starts like hitting them seeds from himself and it's like just just keep these in your mouth <laughs> don't swallow okay so we've got these tree people making their seeds as you do this group actually comes upon a thing they can actually solve and trace back to the tree people <laughs> and they were all surprised to find that the seeds came from the tree people <laughs> who knew right. so there has to be a scene where they're like busting the the drug warehouse and they go into one of the rooms and there's just a lot of tree people sitting there collecting seeds off themselves yeah i was just saying like a daredevil uh they had those scenes where they're making the drugs mm. so what are what are like some good moments to highlight some of our characters during this like arc like we've already kind of got like the hotshot newbie at one point mm-hmm. at the end taking the seed once they figure out the secret of cranky x i guess um i guess the sysadmin would have to be the person who figures out and tracks down you know where the seeds are coming from so they could have like yeah a, a moment where they suddenly are like connecting the dots and for once in their life it's actually making sense i think i just made a connection okay what if Cranky X sells vitamin supplements on the side and he doesn't know that the secret ingredient is just like a tiny, tiny fraction of one of the seeds. So he's making money off or of the scheme too. Or maybe he does know. That's how they go to, conf- they go to confront him about it. Mm. Oh. Like it's a bit of the ground up seeds or something. See, is he selling these vitamins to everybody else in the nursing <laughs> home or something? Oh, he's selling them on his radio show. Ah, Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Buy my vitamin supplements so I can keep fighting the good fight. <laughs> or maybe it's like a um you know, he presents it as a like a a, a sponsor or like a, a product that he really likes, but it's actually his product and he just doesn't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so there's like that moment of like Yeah, some of it's in there, but it, it works and it's funding me and in part funding you guys too. And I'll make sure you can't tell anyone. By wiping right. your minds. <laughs> and that's when the fight yeah. starts. So we've got uh the the guy that tried to be a hero. Their their stuff comes in handy a lot as they've got like grappling hook and other various things to help them actually do things. Like they need to get into the crime scene. And it's a few stories up. And he just grappling hooks up there. It sounds good. Maybe like these tools for breaking in doors and they're the rogue of the yeah. party. And the 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 cop that served during the AI stuff, they can be uh I mean, just good good with a gun for any any maybe firefights they get in. I don't know how often that would be. But at least during the the seed arc, I'm sure the, the tree people have their goons out trying to stop them. Trees and business suits. <laughs> really classy. <laughs> very uh very very well trimmed. <laughs> Moss is trimmed into very like n- nice goatees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Hotshot Newbie is the one that's always on edge. Like they're they're trying to get information out of someone, and he's just a little bit too like, yeah. What do you know? What do you know? Are they young enough that it's like not intimidating though? Like like uh, that scene in Spider Man Homecoming. Yeah, I feel like it's got to be like like he's been. He's almost a veteran of the forums, but that means he was doing it since he was like 15. <laughs> so they thought he was like a lot older. You have to respect me. I've got the highest clout rating on the forums. 
Uh, what if, um, what if this hotshot newbie has actually been around on the forum since they were like 10, mm-hmm. you know, and they like lied when they were signing <laughs> up for it and it made like the check to see if you're 13 yeah. or not. Yeah. They just been around forever. Just always consuming this, this mind poison. Mm-hmm. I guess, does that make like Duckman our kind of leader? <laughs> Cause I don't know what else they're doing. Otherwise they're like calling the shots. I could see that. Because everyone else is useful. We we haven't determined like a use for a duck person, but but what if they're the like kind of organizing force of the localized group at least? Like they're making the shots and they're so kind maybe, of figuring stuff out and assigning tasks to everyone else. So the tried to be a hero guy is kind of their Swiss Army knife as far as he gets them in yeah. and out of places. B cops if they're if they get in yeah, a fight. And he's also kind of just enforcer person. Sysadmin is like the brains. Is hotshot. Well, what if grizzled veteran was like the like the heart component that pulls the whole team together and keeps them together? Mm. Yeah. And maybe hotshot kid is trying to be the leader, <laughs> or they could be like a foil for each uh, other. The, this veteran of the forums assembling everyone together, and they're like, "Yeah, you've been around a long time." But it's just the kid, yeah. And like it would, everyone would have left if it wasn't for the the duck person, like kind of being the congealing component, mm-hmm. the one that's actually keeping yeah, them he, together. He overcomes his background and his trauma to to help keep the team together long enough to finish. Do we want to like put names to any of these people? We can. Try. We're bad at the name part. Is there a name generator? (laughs) I searched if anyone was using our hashtag, and they're not, so we can't use their names. (laughs) Oh, but one day. What if our What if our I don't know our hotshot newbie? I feel like they've got to have like a like a name like Eugene that you wouldn't you just wouldn't (laughs) respect you know when you hear it. Yeah, I mean that's pretty good. I was thinking for sysadmin, I had like a Noah or a Jonas. That's really funny to me because my brother's name is Jonas and he knows nothing about computers. <laughs> it's got to be like a long, hard to pronounce name, right? Because then he would try to get everyone to use his his handle. Mm. Call me XX Gamer Skater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's definitely he's definitely the victim of like having a username that has been around since he was ten years old, and he just re- regrets it now. <laughs> Let's just skip over the names. We got, we got, we got archetypes. We got a couple details. Maybe we can finish out, like, kind of finish roughing out the highlights of their big adventure. Yeah. Then, so we bring, we have the team coming together, yeah. and they figure out maybe a a dealer to go talk yeah, to. Yeah, they start like they hear about these trees sprouting out of people. They go investigate a couple crime scenes. Maybe they find a a number in a cell phone of like not my dealer. <laughs> <laughs> They they piece it together somehow from that point, and go track down this person, and maybe they get into a firefight there or something. Or maybe this is like the first instance, the first thing they get into real danger. The hotshot newbie considers taking some of the seeds they found at one of the scene. They're like scared enough of the shooting mm. and stuff. They're like, it's right there. I could help out realizes that like this is more than what i anticipated it yeah. would be like like the pressure of it and everything and also maybe like kind of feeling a little 
a little more useless than everyone else at that point. One, just because like life skills, like I don't have enough of those yet. And everyone else has some sort of skill they've been using in the in the investigation. I think that just gave me their name, though. It's Eugene Newbie. <laughs> just bake that on into the character's name. Okay. <laughs> um. So after they mess with the dealer, get some resistance there, they perhaps find another avenue and find this CD bar. <laughs> Go into some back room and get a little more into the the conspiracy of it all. Then I guess it would end kind of like at some some distribution facility, like you were saying, where they're like actually collecting up the seeds and making them, like putting the coating on for some finale fight. Or they find the place and then they just set it on fire because trees. <laughs> <laughs> They know enough about type advantages <laughs> in uh, Pokemon. <laughs> like they're, they're spying through the top windows and they're like, one of them's like, we got to go in there and get them. I'm like, nah, I got this lighter here. <laughs> well, they got to get enough photos and like physical evidence to prove it. Do they? <laughs> but what if they want to take the evidence to Cranky X then? No, at some point they've got to find, uh, they do have to find some link. Maybe they, the the a part of the distribution facility they see it getting ground up and put into these other bottles. Yeah, so saying the the final like confrontation should maybe should be yeah at yeah his yeah that's like radio the, station the epilogueness of it like tying everything together yeah. like and you've also seen things throughout the series that kind of into indicated him and in certain things. Do you think it ends with just him taking the Hyperion the Eugene newbie taking the Hyperion <laughs> seeds and going after and then yeah. wailing on uh on our cranky old man i think it would end them kind of like heading home and be like well i, I guess this is like it for our team and maybe them be like maybe we can do maybe we can find some other stuff or call us again yeah well what do you think the do you think people hate them for taking the hyperion seeds or something i could see some backlash i can't see they're not being <laughs> backlash because like this is like the, the core of their entire identity as a group you know let the free market decide who the heroes are (laughs) maybe it ends on like an ambiguous note of they kind of fall apart and he's left with these feelings of like did i do the right thing or just a sad ending like everyone's wondering did we did we do it right did we do good and there's like uh the grizzled veteran sitting on the porch looking at the ducks crying guess the epilogue epilogue is they go and see a therapist <laughs> yeah the very last shot the newbies talking to the grizzled veteran at a park he's like i'm doing better now and in the background a couple of the trees kind of move <laughs> <laughs> so do we want to like cover any comic book covers that they might have had throughout their whole run not just the hyperion run just any images that stand out i think that'd be good maybe one of them like in front of the sphinx like have they cracked the code? <laughs> the The answer is no, but it seems like a good cover. Oh, ooh, no. Them in front of the Sphinx, but the Sphinx's face is a superhero. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, is there a connection here? Or, or if we want to make this kind of like national treasury, then, you know, it could be like uh, in front of the Mount Rushmore. Mm. You know, because I think that there's some clues like hidden yeah. behind Mount Rushmore or something like that. Why not both? 
<laughs> there's a theme in their thing they have one in front of the statue of liberty and the statue of liberty's face is a superhero <laughs> they have one in front of the eiffel tower and the eiffel tower's face is a... <laughs> the eiffel tower now has a face <laughs> to have a superhero on it's kind of their deal <laughs> and if you're somebody who sees like that comic book cover without having seen the previous two then you're just like what the hell am i looking at yeah, there could be like a, a dollar bill with, <laughs> with the president's face is instead a superhero. I had an idea for one where it's their like mystery van jumping over a, a hill and they have like police and FBI and tree people and superheroes all chasing them. <laughs> Stuff flying off of the van, just making a whole mess of things. Yeah. Oh, so, so after the... So this would be like the cover for the last issue or maybe the one before. I don't know how much wrap up they need. But after they found out that the Hyperion seeds are going into the pills, just a, one of the the guy at their desk doing their radio thing or however they do it and just like, you know, shrouded in shadow with the evil smile type deal. Mm-hmm. Or or like him with his studio headphones on, like kind of looming over. Mm. What about like looming over it? Like they're all small on the desk and he's looming over them. Oh, like my little playthings. I like that a lot. We could have one that's a like reimagining of the Superman number one, but it's the newbie holding the car. Mm, Because like after he takes the the seed. Yeah. Do you think they have like a a uniform or do they, they they're just in like regular clothes? So originally when I was thinking more Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I was imagining them being a little more clean cut, but maybe now I'm thinking more like they have, um, oh, like Cafe Press t-shirts <laughs> that have their symbol on it. And like newbie every time they're going out on a mission's like, come on, you guys, you got to wear the uniforms. <laughs> I like that, but I also like uh, they have like a really crappy sticker or patch that they flash at people. Like we're sword, <laughs> and it never works. They try to use try to use it to get into crime scenes, and they flash it, and they're like, "Let me see that though." Yeah, because like everything else that they're wearing just comes from like a sporting goods store, kind of. You know, that's all their equipment, yeah. and they're and then they're trying to flash like a fake badge. What is this organization? I've never heard of it. You can't come in here. Anyone else got any more issue covers? I think we got quite a bit. What yeah. was the what did sword I mean, stand for again? Special World Organization for Resisting Dominating Superhumans. And it feels like just as contrived as whatever the acronym SHIELD stands yeah. for as well. You know? I think they have like a just sword as a counterpart to SHIELD somewhere in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Oh, do they? I don't know what theirs stand for. Oh, I thought I was no, being original. It is original and I think the cons- I think the sword is just... A sentient world observation and response department. Hmm. I don't know why there's a difference mm-hmm. between them. I'm sure there's some nuance in some comic book, but they kind of seem like the same deal. Yeah, it seems okay. like both both of their missions would depend heavily on the two of them cooperating in just yeah. about everything. I feel like there was one time I remember Sword coming up or something in oh the like Avengers Assemble cartoon. Do. But it's like just like one episode they had like a spaceship that shot some aliens yeah. <laughs> or something. We got any more any more tidbits, Dad? That's all I can think yeah. of. 
Maybe maybe one more good. cover of them like holding the Constitution and they're looking at it, but on the back <laughs> is a map, and then they never they never see the map. They never turn it over. They never flip it over. <laughs> I don't know how they got their hands on the Constitution, but if Nick Cage can do it, I think a, an elite organization called Swords can do it. <laughs> oh, what about just one with them like charging at something, like in towards the towards the foreground, so you can't see what they're charging at. All all with swords held up, <laughs> and then in the issue, maybe they would remark like. We call ourselves swords, but we never really use these. <laughs> it's pretty fun. Yeah, those would have to be like something that they like that they find out in the field while they're while they're there kind of yeah. thing. They have they have some sort of encounter you know, like, in a museum and they just grab some swords off the wall. <laughs> when they bust the drug dealer's apartment, they find like some <laughs> cheap katanas and like movie replica swords. I think we did a good good world build. Yeah. Ooh. Glad to hear that, because this is my first time yeah. ever doing this. I think it'll be <laughs> fine. Do you want to plug your stuff? Sure. Uh, so I have a podcast called The Extra Dimension, uh, which is deals with uh, technology and how it relates to other parts of our lives. Um, so I, I love having deep discussions with people about, you know, like the philosophical and ethical implications of current technologies, future technologies. Um, and then occasionally we do also like, just kind of tips and tricks on on how to use the technology that we that we have more effectively. Um, you can find that in just about any podcast player, or you can uh, go over to thenexus.tv. Uh, that's our that's our website. Nice, cool, cool. Yeah, thank you so much for being on. And mm-hmm. before you go, do you want to give us a story prompt for whatever story we do after this? Oh boy, uh, like a word or phrase or anything. I'm drawing a total blank here. <laughs> we did put you on the spot. Total blank. Okay. Sure, that could be your prompt. Perfect. Total blank. <laughs> or, mm, if we want to make it more classy sounding, how about like tabula rasa? There we go. There we go. <laughs> That's real good. If you've made it this far, you may have noticed that this was uh, two world building episodes in a row. Uh, we had a backlog of these kind of episodes and we were behind on our stories so we shifted things around next week we'll be doing the prompt that beth suggested the spaceship crash so you get to hear those stories a week from now and then two weeks after that we'll be doing this tabula rasa prompt that ian provided which i want to thank ian once again really go check out all all the shows he's on and related to at the nexus tv I really enjoy the extra dimension. Really good science podcast, science technology future podcast. And you can also support them on, they have a Patreon. If you go to their Twitter, you can find where that is, which throw them a few bucks. It's, it's uh, they got really cool shows and you get cool behind the scenes stuff. Speaking of things to plug, you can find our stuff at all of the links in our show notes on Twitter. We're both of us are double issue show. Daniel is at Guare at G W Y A I R. I hope I got that right. And then me, you can find me at Quentin Pongratz. Also, come check out our Discord. Daniel and I are hanging out in there, and there's this bit from the show that I cut from the main show, but I'll play now. 
this one's good. Uh, Christmas tree dress. <laughs> I actually like that one. <laughs> I think my favorite, just looking through that search, is it looks like a normal like tan dress, but then the model's wearing like a mushroom cap for a hat. <laughs> <laughs> well, nope, that that go. does indeed look like a right. Christmas tree. Looks pretty good. <laughs> I don't know who'd wear and then, it. And then I guess... Uh, I guess whoever's wearing it, you know, their head is like the angel on top. Aww. And if you're in the Discord, you could see that Christmas tree picture early and wonder what we are talking about. But it's a cool place. You can get some behind-the-scenes stuff. You can ask us questions. You could just hang out with other people that like it. And if you want your name in the podcast or in one of our stories, be sure to use... Hashtag double issue or hashtag double issue show. It probably wasn't the greatest one to showcase us doing that in this episode because you would have gotten named after some not quite so good people, but it would have been it would have been fun. All right. And then the art is done by Lisa Prather. You can find her at lisapratherart.com or on Instagram, Lisa Prather Art. Theme song is the Free Harmonics by the Free Harmonic Orchestra. That song was used under its Creative Commons license, and you can find that any links to any things we talked about basically will be in the show notes. And with that, I'll talk to you guys next week. Uh, it's just a little aside. As, as somebody who had, uh, you know, like ear infections fairly frequently as a kid, uh, reading the Animorphs books was uh, a little traumatizing because <laughs> <laughs> that's how the um, the Yerks got into your brain was through your ear. Man. I can't remember exactly which one it's in. I think it's one of the first ten. There was like one where they're in like the Yerg swimming pool mm. that they live on on Earth, and that whole scene just really stuck with me. I need to finish that series. <laughs> Same, yeah. I only got up to about twenty or so, and there's like there's like fifty of them. <laughs>